0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, February 2nd. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Stabenow draws a line. Subcommittees to take a bigger role and cattle producers stake out policy. Stabenow, leave climate funding alone. As Congress gets ready to start working on a new farm bill, Senate Ag Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, making one thing clear, she won't consider any cuts to the funding she got in the Inflation Reduction Act for the climate-related farming practices. Stabenow said, We'll negotiate everything, but I'm not interested in any way in rolling back what farmers want on conservation. She told reporters that yesterday, after the committee's first Farm Bill hearing of the year, it's one of those situations that's really a win-win because it's not only about addressing the climate crisis, but farmers want more carbon in the soil because it's healthier soil. Everybody else agrees because they don't want it in the atmosphere. Senate Ag subcommittees to take a bigger role. The top Republican on the Senate Ag, John Bozeman of Arkansas, said he expects the committee to make more use of subcommittees than in recent years. One of the issues a subcommittee could look into is the concerns around Chinese purchases of U.S. farmland, he said. Having subcommittees hold hearings will allow the committee to, quote, quote, cover a lot more ground, said Bozeman. As for the issue of foreign-owned farmland, he said he wants to know how much that truly is affecting the United States. By the way, the Republican membership of the Senate Ag Committee is not changing this year, but there will be a difference in seating. AgriPulse is told. Senator Mike Braun, who's running for governor of Indiana in 2024, leaving the Appropriations Committee this year, which means he'll no longer need a waiver to also be on the Ag Committee. And because he doesn't need the waiver, then he'll move up in seniority on the Ag Committee. He was dead last in the last Congress. Senators support ag export promotion programs ahead of Farm Bill. Republican and Democratic senators came out in strong support of the USDA's ag export promotion programs at yesterday's Senate Ag. And lawmakers on both sides of Capitol Hill heralded legislation to double the funding for the Market Access Program, uh, MAP, and Foreign Market Development, FMD, programs. Senators Sherrod Brown of Ohio, Deb Fisher of Nebraska, Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, and Joni Ernst of Iowa all lauded those programs' ability to help farm groups deliver and maintain overseas markets for U.S. ag commodities. Ernst trumpeted the reintroduction of the Cultivating Revitalizing by Expanding American Agriculture Trade and Exports Act or create in the Senate that to double mandatory annual funding of MAP to 400 million and FMD to 69 million. The bill has also been reintroduced to the House. USDA Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs Alexis Taylor, a witness at the hearing yesterday, said there is far more demand for participation in MAP and FMD than there is funding. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Still on the hearing in the Senate yesterday, take note, Taylor said she would be interested in working with Klobuchar on efforts to allow farm groups to use funds from the Emerging Markets Program, the EMP, in Cuba as a part of the next farm bill. Cuba, said Taylor, shows a lot of potential for importing more U.S. farm commodities. Congress opened up only MAP funding for use in Cuba in the previous Farm Bill. And by the way, the Farm Bill's horticulture title was also a part of the hearing, although the discussion largely focused on trade issues. Stabenow said she wants to make sure the next Farm Bill improves the ability of fruit and vegetable growers to manage risk and market their products. Now, Jenny Lester Moffitt, USDA Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs, stressed the importance of the department's specialty crop block grant program that funds research projects and other initiatives to improve the competitiveness of those producers. Vaccine Bank Conservation Funding Top NCBA Farm Bill Priorities. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association doesn't want a livestock title in the upcoming farm bill, but the group does have some goals for the rest of the legislation. A livestock title has long been seen as the vehicle for new regulations on industry practices. NCBA's executive committee finalized three top priorities for 2023 in a meeting yesterday in New Orleans, funding for a vaccine bank to protect the industry from the impacts of potential foot and mouth disease outbreak, keeping the Environmental Quality Incentives Program and Conservation Stewardship Program as active management programs with adequate funding, and defending beef producers from concerns tied to the waters of the U.S. rule, the Endangered Species Act, and other regulatory issues. NCBA's Farm Policy Committee also added language that calls for restricting Conservation Reserve Program payments to marginal land and allowing grazing as a management practice for buffer strips, headlands, and waterways. By the way, an NCBA subcommittee opted against adopting a hardline policy on the thorny issues of foreign farmland ownership over concerns about restricting the business partners ranchers might have in a financial transaction. However, the Property Rights and Environmental Management Committee voted in favor of a resolution to support adding the Ag Secretary to the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. EPA sets conditions for pesticide use. The Environmental Protection Agency has approved label amendments for four pesticides to protect 28 Pacific salmon and steelhead species listed as endangered or threatened. The four pesticides, bromoxidil, prometrin, metolachlor, and 1-3-D were found by a 2021 National Marine Fisheries Service biological opinion to result in unintentional harm or killing individual fish, but did not, quote, jeopardize listed salmon or steelhead species or adversely modify their critical habitats. The agency has issued Endangered Species Protection Bulletins for each of the four pesticides. Now take note, the Center for Biological Diversity applauded the agency for implementing the measures, but said it would have liked for it to also include protections for more than 1,000 other species. Well, here's today's She Said It. I have yet to see feta on a map. USDA Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs Alexis Taylor yesterday responding to a question by Senator Tina Smith of Minnesota. On what USDA is doing to counteract the European Union's campaign to protect the use of cheese names like Asiago and limit their them to products from European producers and specific geographical regions for example the EU argues that Asiago cheese can only be made in the Asiago Plateau in the Veneto region of Italy feta cheese, the EU says, should only apply to cheese made in Greece. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, February 2nd, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.